My name is Braden Quishan. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Welcome to the Emerald Men's Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Maverick Palak. Like always, um, with me is Jack Butler. Hello. And Gabriel Ornalis. Hello. And fresh off Oregon Men's Basketball's uh, trip to the Sweet 16, most people did not think that would happen. It was in my bracket. It was not in Jack's bracket. I believe Gabe also picked Wisconsin to beat Oregon. I did. Yeah. So I I am... The only one here that was correct. But did you have them beating? No, you had them going to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I had them losing to Virginia. So, beating UC Irvine, like legit, I was good on that one small part of my bracket. <laughs> but anyways, Oregon, of course, uh, falling to Virginia, fifty three forty nine. I think that was on Thursday. It it was weird in the South. The game started at ten local time. Ten thirty. Ten thirty local time. Jack Butler and I got back to the hotel at four a.m. Let, let's just get right into it. Who was well, your MVP of the tournament for Oregon? Peyton Pritchard. I mean, it's hard to kind of deny him from going back to when they started this run. I mean, he's been pretty awesome. I mean, um, Austin Meek wrote a good story about how he kind of changed his whole diet and is, like, living, and now he's kind of trying to, like, make himself go to that next level. And I feel like he kind of did that. Lewis King could have been it, too. I mean, he played pretty pretty damn well. So, yeah, probably between those two, but I'd probably say Pritchard for sure. It was weird. Luke King in the first half for UC Irvine and Virginia didn't just didn't get shots up. Yeah. And then the second half, both times he he put them up. Uh, UC Irvine, I think he had thirteen in the second half, and he just had that first shot. And then the second half, he um, let's see if I can count. Yeah, uh, thirty. Yeah, thirteen points. And then against Virginia, he had he was one of two from shooting, and Paul White was one of three from shooting, which is not enough. And. And for King, I just felt like he took too many bad shots at the end of that game. Um, I feel like they just tried the to, Virginia game. Yeah, um, yeah, I just feel like they just tried to jack up way too many threes, and that wasn't the key when they were only down like four, I think. Well, that's what they were talking. Well, they were down two. They could yeah. have taken the lead at one point. Yeah. I, they were tied, and uh, that's what they talked about. At least Dane Altman did after the game, where uh, I think one bonus is that the players were all playing with a lot of confidence. But yeah. one downfall of that is they were playing with a lot of confidence, where they thought they could make shots that they probably only make in practice yeah yeah and just the the stage of it all like i mean that's tough yeah, the on... 12 virginia fans and the 12, 12 Oregon. Fans. <laughs> no i'm you kidding know, there was wasn't... a lot of Oregon fans but it was all <coughs> purdue oh my god well yeah there was that it was all purdue but i mean just the stage of it all they've never been in new king's never played a bigger basketball game in his life and uh, he, he, i mean he played well too and 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 he did play well well he played really well but those last he took a he made a Three. He made three threes in a row, and he made one. Yeah, that with whole, about like yeah. th- four minutes left, something they went up forty-two to forty. He actually made another one after that, but after they went up forty-two to forty with like five minutes left, they could, you know, they they really struggled. They had two turnovers. I mean, he turned the ball over when he was trying to drive. Will Richardson turned the ball over when he was trying to drive. I mean, Virginia pretty much just locked him up defensively, and then after he made. His the three. He was zero for three in the last. They were. I mean, Oregon was like minutes. was like zero for seven. I mean, they yeah. got two free throws to to finish with King had the their two scores, free throws, but yeah. 
to finish with their 49, but they, you know, they really just couldn't, it, it was kind of the, it was kind of the, the issue that for how well that they did all turn, like all postseason, the whole I month mean, of March. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I mean, the last games in the PAC 12, the inability to break down granted a fantastic Virginia defense, one of the best in the country, it, the best team remaining. Yeah. Like the yeah, favorite, the too. favorite now to win the title, yeah. um, you know, they, they ultimately didn't have that guy that could quite break, you know, break down a defense, which was their issue all year when Bull went out. Yeah. Even when they sometimes had Bull, they had no one else because Peyton Pritchard wasn't quite there yet. Uh, he got hot, like you were saying, but it was... Paul White wasn't at where he was at yeah, the but, end of the yeah, year. Yeah, and, and, but Paul White also isn't the guy who can, like, you know, there's Paul, 10 seconds he's left He's a great on, three, third option. Paul White is a very solid player. Yeah, exactly. And... He played well in the tournament and hit big shots for them, but he's not the guy with 10 seconds left. He got him back that, in the game that, against Virginia. Yeah, he's but he's not the guy with 10 seconds left on the shot clock. That, you know, down, he's going to get the ball. That, yeah. That's going to get the ball and yeah. break somebody down and take it. And, and that kind of falls on Peyton and Liu Kang, but, but they're they're really good and they had phenomenal postseasons, but it was kind of reverted back to what it was all year, and it was it's just really tough. And, again, more of that's on Virginia than it is on, like, you know, Peyton or Liu. They played well, but – it, it was just an inability to really get, you know, buckets when when you really really needed it, which was kind of an issue. So that they who had was your year. MVP again? Gabe said Pritchard. I mean, I I I agree that that Pritchard was the MVP. I mean, what he did just to facilitate offensively against Wisconsin and and UC Irvine and, and even Virginia. I mean, he was until Lou kind of worked his way into the game. Peyton was the most aggressive one. See, and, I would and, say Kenny also. Yeah. And um I yeah, feel Kenny like, would be my runner up. And then um I feel like if Kenny had like an offensive game, they would be in that Virginia game and they would probably win it because he only had two points, but he just can't hit shots outside of dunking when they first kind of started well, to defeat him. And he so though my biggest thing was the first time he plays a uh uh another big man that's athletic like Mamadi Diakite. I'm that pretty dude, sure that that dude can grab some some and he some hit boards. the game tying shot yeah. against Purdue, but yeah. he was phenomenal against yeah. Purdue. But the first time he plays an athletic big man, he played Ethan Happ in the first game, and then against UC Irvine, it's Tommy Rutherford is their guy, and also Elston Jones, who Elston Jones is a bigger dude, and then Rutherford was kind of like a stretch four, like I guess poor man Happ in a way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an I, UC Irvine expert. This is from the the 40 minutes of UC Irvine I watched. <laughs> uh, but the way he played, or it's just Wooten was matched up a guy against guys he was more athletic than. Yeah. The first time he plays someone that can match him athletically, he had to then com- compete. Well, yeah, they, offensively. they just did. And, the- and, sorry, and then they were and then they were saying during the half. I think uh, Kenny Smith was saying that Kenny is at the same level as Zion is as far as how he can get up and how he can block shots. And he said that. And I was like, I mean, I don't know if he's at that level, but he can obviously get up and block shots. But he just has an offensive game, which I felt killed them when they well, really. Zion's 150 pounds heavier. Yes, also, but... which is absolutely insane. But, but I right. mean, they just they just played. I well, if. Say, if, if... If I mean Kenny's Kenny Wooten's offensive game is you know in the pick and roll yeah. as the roll man rolling to the basket for an alley oop, and Virginia Butler bumping his own story. <laughs> well, that's what I I mean I didn't plug. say that I wrote about that, but you can check it Shameless out. And I wrote plug. about that. 
Well, that's that was their whole entire yeah, offense yeah, yeah, yeah. that they ran against Wisconsin, yeah. and they murdered Peyton Pritchard and Kenny Wooten together. You know, took down uh, Wisconsin, but I mean, Virginia essentially took it away. And and I mean, they, they just have they just have way too many options to to just score, and they can score from three, or you know, they can go you know to the paint. But um, do you guys think Peyton got a little too passive towards the end of the game? I felt that he could have drive and maybe hit some layups, but I just felt like he was way too passive. Well, I think the end this of the game. team has established all year that the the layup is not normally their first option. Mm-hmm. It's a dunk or a, a three, and I think they were going for that momentum shifting play. Yeah. And Which layup can, wouldn't bring that. Yeah. Obviously, if yeah. he had an open layup, he would take it. I'm yeah. not saying that. But I think they were going for that dagger, that something where Virginia then is back on their heels. Mm-hmm. And they were hoping they would get that with a Liu King pull-up three. They were hoping they'd get that with uh, – I don't remember, honestly, off the top of my head, all the misses um, at the end. But I know that they had a couple turnovers also. They had one where didn't Wooten have to shoot a – yeah, it was all before uh, the shot clock. Or yeah, he there was a thirty like, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he hucked it up before the shot clock, and it didn't. That come might have anywhere been, close, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they had opportunity to to score and win, and I mean, building off of your first point, like I just think, you know, Virginia's defense. You know, ultimately, that's just Virginia's defense uh, being one of the best in the country and being able to tighten up, and you know that pack line defense uh where they just don't really let any easy shots at the rim um was what ultimately shut down Oregon and then kind of made it tough on Peyton Pritchard to drive and do what he did so well against UC Irvine in Wisconsin and you know they essentially just like blitzed almost every Pritchard pick and roll like you know he would have Kihei it, Clark, or however you pronounce his first name, was well. He played offensively yeah, he was, really well. Yeah, or he, I, I he, thought he, he was the fifth. I going into it, I thought he was probably the fifth player on Virginia, and he established himself as a very important piece of that team. Yeah, yeah I mean, he and Jack Salt kind of yeah. go back and forth depending on whether they need size or guard, and they needed guard against Oregon. So, and he was hitting threes too. He hit a couple big answer threes. It, and, he hit the one the when Oregon took the forty-five yeah. forty-two lead. I think it was what it was. And then he come in, Jack. You and I sitting there were like, "Oh crap, they might do this." <laughs> yeah, that was that was like six minutes left ish. Yeah, and th- and then Clark comes down and hits his own pull up three, and we're all like, "Oh, oh, this is going down to the wire." Yeah, but at that point, it when I think Lou hit the three to put no Paul White hit the three to put him at forty five forty two, I believe. No, um, it was Lou. Oh, okay. Not, yeah. Yeah. Whatever I say is always wrong. It's okay. Your gut. Yeah, no, uh, your gut was right. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah. doubted myself. I messed up. Yeah. Come on. Don't doubt yourself, man. <laughs> but then, then Clark comes back and answers with that three, and then it. I don't think Oregon hit a a shot after that. Then it went to Ty Jerome at like the three thirty four mark, and then they couldn't hit a shot for a while. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody hit a shot. Yeah. Like. Like absolutely no one hit a shot. Yeah, they for, went. It was to put. Let's put in. Let's put this in perspective. They went I'm, cold I'm now for three minutes. Five forty four. Five forty four. Liu King three point jumper is what Maverick just said. Mm-hmm. Forty five to forty two. Five twenty one. Kihei Clark. They tie it. Five twenty one. After that, that's forty five to forty five. Then a turnover. The final score. Like is fifty three to forty nine and no, but okay, the gap between and, if, them, and you have Virginia to count and you have to count the. You know, free throws at the end when when Oregon's fouling, and even and Clark know. hits those three free throws to end it. Also, I think he hit the last one to put it as a four point game. 
Uh, I yeah, fifty three forty nine. Clark hit the one to ice it to make it a four point game with one second left. Yeah, I mean, boom. That that pretty much. I mean, they were kind of already. They were already done. Well, they could have gotten a Leitner three pointer. Yeah. Well, they a wouldn't Leitner have. three pointer. <laughs> forty. So when they take the forty eight forty five lead with the tie Jerome three, you said then the next possess. So first Oregon calls a timeout after that. So Lou King comes in for Will Richardson. Then it's a missed jumper by King. DeAndre Hunter misses a jumper. King misses a three. Ty Jerome misses a three. Yeah, Richard I mean, misses a three. It's, it's forty-five to forty-five with five minutes left, and the final, like I said, the final score is fifty-three to forty-nine. So that's twelve points, including some end-of-game free throws. It wasn't quite the hack, you know. They like they were in it. Oregon was in it long enough to where they didn't really have to foul till till the very end, but twelve points over the next five minutes combined. Yeah, that's tough. Like it's real tough. That was just both went dead and both are really solid defensive team, but Virginia's just more talented offensively and had some of the guys I mean Hunter made a layup. I I mean that was you know, they were trying to force a turnover with the press and they you know find Hunter wide open uh down by the uh just wide open at at the rim, and he just puts in a layup, and, and that I puts think, him up five. And I think that I mean, you mentioned the Kihei Clark. Wasn't that what I told you though? That layup was. I think that was the same one when I said, "Oh, if that's UC Irvine or Wisconsin, Kenny gets that block." No, this one or was that was, earlier. In the that, game? that was I think earlier because this was the one that I think that was just wide open. Like oh, okay. they were Oregon was pressing, trying to yeah, force yeah, a turnover. Okay, yeah, yeah. This was with thirty seconds left, and he makes it. Now it's five point game with thirty seconds. Like that was. That was pretty. That was pretty tough. That that might have been really what kind of ended it. Obviously, some free throws after that's that. That's what the cookie crumble. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Right. Oh. <laughs> Can we talk about the flop that happened? In that oh, game? The, yeah. Okay, the so we were God sitting in flop. front of the Oregon parents, like legit, and then they were laughing <laughs> at Ehab. I, I, I was talking to him, and oh my god, it was great. I they were laughing at Ehab. Jeez, that was the fact that it was it was, it was such a. I know Paul's family was behind us. I don't know if anyone else. Uh, was, yeah, I mean, so, a, a bunch of them. It was, it was so, so bad. bad. Well, cause, so, bad. so that was on the other end of the court from us. So yeah. at first I was like, ooh, but like it kind of looked I, like he flopped. Mm-hmm. But like you never know. Like I missed I missed it. I oh. looked away. And it, all of a sudden I hear the crowd, ooh, and I see him on the ground. And and my 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 initial reaction is like, uh-oh, are we <laughs> is someone about to get thrown? Like is Diakite about to get thrown out? And then like. No, the people right. behind the parents, the Oregon parents behind us, just start laughing, and I'm like, "Yeah, he from where we looked, or from where we were, it looked like he flopped, but I couldn't tell, like, because there was oh. like people, so you, I couldn't tell if he got pushed, but I knew his head didn't hit his head, like yeah. that. That's what I think he was flopping from, like he was trying uh, to say yeah. he got head butted. He was trying to like sell it. I mean, if you would have stood there for another like five to ten more seconds to try to like talk to him, I feel like he would have hit him. Yeah. yeah. Like he was so going to hit. Him. I was like, maybe you should just wait a bit longer before you start falling over. Yeah. He would have bought a couple points and yeah. what or oh, Oregon lost Dylan by four. So, so, two. so I think that, I mean, I don't remember getting a official explanation from this, but did Steve Mims gave us his guess. Right. But did, do we have any idea if Ehab got the tech because he flopped or did he get the tech because he was one half of two people so, coming face to, like, literally, I mean, they were touching foreheads. From what I heard on the broadcast, because I wasn't watching the broadcast, but from what I heard yeah. from people watching the broadcast, that it was basically they couldn't rescind the tech. Mm-hmm. So they just gave a double tech for mm-hmm. it. 
They gave so a double we, tech so, essentially because of the flop. Like, yeah, although yeah, flopping flop. is not a tech, yeah, but, in, so, yeah. but they, they knew it wasn't a flagrant or anything or a technical foul on Diakite, so they gave the T also to Ehab, so that way there wouldn't be any points exchanged. Okay, That's yeah, no, no, that. But I, then that ended up costing Ehab the last yeah. forty seconds of the game. Yeah, it's true. <coughs> yeah, because he fouled out, right? Yeah, yeah, he messed up. Because techs just go towards regular fouls mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, don't know why, but that it is does. so dumb. Strange, yeah. There's a, Isn't that how Dylan Brooks fouled out, or is that not? Oh, uh, I, I don't, I don't think he got a he, tech. I feel the, like he got a T in one of those games. I don't know. I don't remember. I remember him fouling out. But I don't remember exactly why. I, I knew that rule for some reason. I think I think it was because I I think in the Natty that year Zach Collins got like a T or something because he fouled out. I think is that twenty seventeen? Yeah. But are you talking about in the game when they played North Carolina? North Carolina. No, I don't think that Dylan Brooks got a T. I think he just fouled out. Dylan Brooks did not get a T against North Carolina. You know for you know for a fact. Yes, it's right here. Oh yeah, it's a zero technical fouls. Well, I, I I don't know what I was thinking. I I felt like I remembered Dylan Brooks getting a T in like a really important moment that year, but maybe it was like a Pac-12. I mean, game he might. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, might have gotten. It. He he probably did. I mean, he he probably got it for like screaming in somebody's face. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and but not at them, but like kind of at yeah. them, you know? Yeah, like where he yells like direct, like instead you, of t- you, me looking you in the eyes, I'm looking at your forehead. And yeah, I'm or like, like I'm looking at the crowd, but I'm doing it right in your face. Yeah. <laughs> like he probably pulled that and some ref gave him a T, but it probably didn't even matter. Man, Tyler Dorsey scored 21 points in that game. 12 for 12 on free throws. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I still can't believe that they lost that game that way. Yeah. Let's just talk about the 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Justin Jackson... Went off. Yeah, he went crazy and, in that um, game. Kennedy Meeks Kennedy had, what, Meeks. like 50 rebounds? Yeah. <laughs> that well, kid is so He had 25 thick. points. Yeah, well, they were all like – I look at how many were in the paint. See if you can find that. Because I remember going into that uh, – we went to the North Carolina locker room to just get some quotes and ask them, you know, about Oregon just to fill out, like, a, a preview. And Kennedy Meeks, because Jordan Bell was doing so well – which side note, Kenny Wooten seven blocks against UC Irvine, which I'm pretty sure that broke pretty damn good Oregon's tournament record of six, which Jordan Bell had against Kansas. But I'd have to double check that. I'm pretty sure, but he had seven blocks against UC Irvine. Um, but anyways, you know Jordan Bell was just doing so well mission, defensively, yeah. and they, you know, so Kennedy Meeks when when asked about Jordan Bell and like what they had <laughs> planned for him, he essentially gave like. A, a decent scape essentially gave up the scouting report and just like, um, you know, we know he's going to leave his man to go for a block. So like we'll be open on the weak side. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's happened? what North Carolina, <laughs> and that's what North Carolina <laughs> did. Like, like the, the offensive rebounds Kennedy Meeks got when, when Jordan Bell didn't block, when left him and didn't block it. And Bell and, had four blocks in that game. No, right? he did. He still yeah. got blocks because he was, absolutely incredible and insane but it doesn't say how many point or points in the post he had but he i'm guessing he didn't shoot many jumpers in that game no and he was 11 of 13 from the field yeah they were all layups i mean i i I don't know for sure if they were all layups but But i I mean i remember that game he had eight offensive rebounds that's what i'm talking about that was that was that weak side name the last time someone out rebounded themselves on offense than on defense (laughs) and it wasn't one to zero like (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, I, I mean, they had a solid game plan for that. Okay, and let, let's go. Let's go back to this season. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> go down that rabbit hole anymore. But but uh, but let's. I mean, what was your favorite moment of the of Oregon's tournament run, or like the one people remember from this tournament? The run? the, I mean, I think smacking Wisconsin is a, a really good feeling. I I I think. You know, I I, I don't know, because I, I feel like I'm we're too close to it all. Like we're I feel we're like only... the Washington win or the well, we or were... Ehab's defense against UC Irvine. Oh, you're you're talking there. about going all the way back to like no, I'm saying the tournament run. So starting with the Arizona the, State. Oh, win. with the Pac-12 tournament wins. Yeah, like this whole. I mean, because they've essentially been playing winner go home games for a month. I, I don't know. I think for them, I mean, Paul White said before they played Virginia that his favorite moment was winning the Pac-12 championship. I mean, I think that's got to be their favorite moment because that was something that they won. You know, you get up, you cut down the net, you get that experience, and they couldn't, you know, you don't do that for... till you win the Elite Eight. till you win the Elite Eight. So, I, I mean, I think people will remember, I think fans will remember... You know the smacking Wisconsin and smacking UC Irvine. I think the players maybe will remember winning the Pac-12 championship because that's a, you know, that was a literal championship that they won. And as their fondest, like their happiest, maybe. I mean, and realistic. Peyton Pritchard dunked in that game. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, realistically, there there should be you know no shame in losing to Virginia. And I mean, Purdue did it the next week and. Or the next day, and they had a pretty they were dang phenomenal. Good season, yeah, because yeah. they're yeah. <laughs> Carson Edwards, that was one of the craziest single. Well, the first game games. we were watching the Carson Edwards Ryan Klein show. Ryan Klein. Ryan Klein was he couldn't miss a dang shot. It was Steph and Clay out there, and then the he went MIA in the second one. Yeah, well, and then the he leader. fouled out too, right? No, he did. Ryan Klein bet. Oh, in in what game? The Tennessee game, yeah. yeah. Not in the Virginia. Okay. I was talking about the Virginia game. Yeah, I was like, he dropped the pass that went out of bounds. Yeah, that ended yeah. it. Like, yeah. no, yeah, in the Tennessee game, I was I was talking about the. Oh, okay. Well, either way, game. Carson Edwards then went just full James Harden. Like, I'm I'm gonna score every point on the or Kemba even. I'm gonna score every point for this team. Yeah, he almost Kemba. He almost. And who's the other UConn guy that they? The next time they won, Shabazz. Shabazz that's yeah. it. Um. Portland Trailblazer, great. Shabazz Napier. Is he still yeah. on them? I don't think so. No, he's not. Hey, For your point earlier, um, Jordan Bell had eight against Kansas in 2017. Oh, he had eight, eight blocks? And Kenny I thought had he had seven. six. Well, he had that one that counted for five. The one. That's well, true. <laughs> who was that I on? Don't was that on Le- I don't know. It was in transition, though, right? Yeah. Who was a guard on Kansas's team? Frank Mason. Frank I think Mason. that's who it was on. Devonte Graham was he still um, on the team or he was, did he yeah. one and done Kansas? No, he was on. He was on that team. No, sure. he was there for like four years, wasn't he? Or three years? He was there for a while. He but was he there was this year. No, he no, was there that's last Legerald year. Vick. Oh, last year. That's Legerald Vick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Kansas last guard year. is just ends up being Legerald Vick in your mind. <laughs> like you don't because he he just will never leave. Or Frank Mason, yeah. Yeah, Frank Mason was also on that team for thirty years. And then who's the guy that had his that uh, Wayne Selden? Is that his name? You know the guy where his uncle wore the. Flava Flav chain oh, no. and went crazy when he dunked. I'm pretty sure that was Selden. Let me see. Who yeah, Oregon. Yeah, okay, eight. So I was wrong. Yeah, so 
That 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 makes more sense. So why Jordan it wasn't Bell's a tournament performance is going to be the thing ducks duck basketball fans remember for a while. Obviously, that's the well number of one. recent memory. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying obviously yeah, yeah. that's number one. But for this team, like I I, I think just the 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 fight in this team is what they're going to remember. Is how this yeah, team was I mean, like, done. This was two months this ago. was the interesting. I mean, part of what was interesting was like, are they a Cinderella or not? Well, this is the exact opposite of those Joe Young teams. Like this team was supposed to be here and they barely got in there, right. but they kept fighting. They could have given up and they didn't. So that was great and awesome to watch. Right. But the Joe Young team was the Cinderella team, and the year before when they beat Wisconsin, or yeah, when they yeah, played I mean, Wisconsin, they were they were eight seeds. They were they were nine seeds, ten seeds. Like they were. They were that yeah, respectable like were Cinderella company. teams. Yeah, but this was a twelve seed. Did you read that story like, by uh, the Athletics? Yeah, yeah, yeah Dane O'Neill. Yeah, where well, she just tore them a new one. Like she was like, "This is yeah." I, I, I mean, she's that... writing across from us in the media. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah. Had I known, I would have. Uh, Jack Jack wrote a much more tame version of that. Well, mine mine was more. Mine was she just aired it, it all on, out. Well, it was on court stuff. Oh. I mean, she didn't lie. She was no, completely yeah. accurate in everything she said. I mean, I I wrote about. I did write about some of their off-court stuff. Like I meant, like they were Cinderella, in the sense if you looked at just their record and their number, yeah, right. But that they weren't at all in terms of program status, mm-hmm. in terms of the the, the scandals, the top-level college basketball scandals that they've sort of been named in for. It'd the be past like if that Kentucky Nerlens Noel team accidentally <laughs> made the tournament, like when they didn't deserve to go, and they yeah. ended up losing the first round of the NIT the to NIT. Robert Morris. Yeah, they were bad that year. Yeah, but but bad, you know, like in, in Oregon, as a hurt. as an athletic program in the country, doesn't see itself as a Cinderella to no, anyone. And then you just you just talk about that they made the Final Four two years ago. Yeah, I mean they've you know that was essentially the. And just like how they were playing, they didn't feel like they were Cinderella. That was the quotes that I just sort of ended up building it around was just like they were essentially like, you know, okay, yeah, 12 seed, what, Loyola, uh, Chicago was an 11. 11 seed. So one higher and, you know, granted they went to the Final Four, but like they were hailed as the Cinderella for the run a year ago. And here's Oregon, a 12 seed, but by no means did it feel the same way. Well, I and, think it and helps. By no means, you've heard of the players before on Oregon. Like ever, like I was telling you about how my uh, my friend that goes to TCU is like, hasn't Peyton Pritchard been in college for ten years now? Right, like, right. You know who Peyton Pritchard is, and that's part of it. And but he's not; he's a junior. But it's right. just like you've, you've seen him before on national television. Yeah. You remember him, right? And, and and but a big part of it was like you know we're a reborn team. When, when we've been on this run, like yeah. our numbers are as good as anybody. And, um, and, and that was accurate. essentially they were, uh, they were ten and zero for their last ten. Yeah, years. I mean, and and they barely lost to the ACC champ. Like, if to I had what might be the best team, yeah, might to, be the, to the team with the, the, the greatest year. odds. I mean, I wouldn't, I I would be a little surprised. I feel like if Texas Tech won, but also they just beat Gonzaga. So yeah, yeah everyone yeah. at this point, it's, it's records and seeds are out. It's, yeah, you're yeah. all the number one team now. Yeah. But yeah, like at this. I mean, yeah, yeah. At, at this point, with this group of teams, like anybody in the Final Four can win. But I, I mean, you think about like when we go back to, you know, the beginning of the year, just when we were talking about this this team, with with all the hype that came in with this team, and I, and, and you know, they were pre, they were in the preseason top twenty five. Believe in they were June. They were the like last summer. I remember. 
Zach Price made me write an article about how they were the Vegas, they were the fourth favorites in Vegas for national championship to win it. Yeah, like they were some the fourth favorites. Some in Vegas some random thing, year? some random site he made me write about. Oh, they were man. top four. It was <laughs> that it was sounds like the three stuff. blues, and then it was um or three or the four blues. They were the fifth favorite because it was Duke was one. Then North Duke, Carolina, North Carolina Kentucky, Kentucky, Kansas. Kansas, what about Virginia? They had them lower. I, I think it's just because they're like Virginia. blue, 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 Oregon. Virginia was coming off of losing to UMBC. But yeah. Uh, yeah. No, like if you said if you said at the start of the year that with Bull Bull and that what the team was for most of the year supposed to be, you would have said a sweet sixteen would to me, I don't I mean my question is now to you, what if at the beginning of the year said that they would go to the Sweet 16, and be lose. like, "Wow, a five seed made the, the Sweet 16. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, what would you know? What would you have thought? Yeah, I mean, I would feel like that was fair. I'd feel like that's kind of where they were going towards. I mean, they played so well without him, and I think that kind of helped in some weird way that he got hurt because they really had to like figure it out. Um, I think the second go around with the uh, UCLA before they got um, on their streak was kind of that turning point, I guess you can say, where like. They kind of all rock started. bottom. Yeah, I mean, get lower than sixty points in the second half. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just bad, and like they were just so bad. They were fifteen and twelve. Like we all didn't think they were gonna go anywhere. Like we all like counted them out. I mean, I did. Um, I mean, they were out of the tournament. Yeah. the only way that they would have won the tournament was by winning the Pac-12. Yeah, and I mean, they did that, and they went on a huge run. I just think that Dana had to kind of figure something out too, and I think he figured it out, which he's been like really open about that this year when he's kind of just been like I haven't been the best coach this year and like I've been trying to figure this out blah 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 and I feel well, like he kind of finally figured it out and then that's when they went on the run and they were just kind of bought into just that. bought in defensively yeah. I think it was just a really important year for the whole program just yeah. in the sense of their their remote last year was a terrible season that was so bad um they were kind of lost without the four NBA guys mm-hmm Dorsey Brooks. Side note: Did you see Chris Boucher? Yeah, Chris Boucher, NBA uh, G League MVP, G League MVP and defensive MVP or defensive player of the year, first player to ever yeah, do that. Dorsey's getting significant minutes. That's crazy. With the Grizzlies. Yeah, because Brooks is out. Yeah, Brooks is hurt. Yeah, has Bro- been hurt pretty much. Bell, most of the Jordan year. Bell is not getting significant minutes. No, Jordan Bell Jordan will, will be suspended. on a different team next year. Wow, yeah, pro- he'll, sure. he'll probably be the Lakers' backup big man. I think next year he'll be the Lakers' second best player behind okay. LeBron. Last year was terrible. <laughs> they had to figure out their new identity losing those four really important people to this team. Even five if you count um six if you count Ennis and Benson. Yeah, I mean Casey Benson was a guy yeah. before Pritchard got there that led the nation in assists to turnover ratio. Like yeah. a really just guy like solid across think, the board. Yeah, it's think, losing him, losing Ennis, like they had to find a new identity. They yeah. tried to go with the identity of, hey, we're gonna get this five star one and done guy, Troy Brown, and then get a bunch of transfers in and have Peyton Pritchard lead the team, and that they didn't were like work the out. Lakers last year. We're gonna get this five star, aka LeBron. We're gonna get well, a bunch Troy of Brown one year LeBron, contracts, yeah. and then it didn't go well at all. So it was just, it was just bad. But yeah. so they they moved on from that. Uh, let's get a bunch of transfers approach, and yeah, and Elijah Brown just wasn't as good. And Mikhail McIntosh. Mikhail uh, McIntosh was, I think, doesn't he? I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna no, say another it, Oregon only, record. He tied the record for most fouls in a season. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I was Which, like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm probably <laughs> gonna get another record wrong, but no, okay, that makes sense. It was that, or it was most 
fouled out in a yeah. season. It was one of those two where you and I were in San Jose and we're like, wow. Yeah, we were just going through the game notes. Yeah, just was, like or the Oregon Oregon, you know, team book and we were yeah. just looking at records and Yeah, just... I enjoy all their fun facts. Like those are fun. But um, Yeah, but super random. I but mean they found their identity this year, I think. They're yeah, they did. Be a they defensive just defensive team, kind of like a, a a Virginia junior in a way. Yeah, I mean their defenses what carried them. Ultimately, they ended the season thirteenth in defensive efficiency. And if you look at their defensive rating for the ten games and and even the the ten wins, and then even the loss to Virginia, like I think they held. I, I I'm gonna say something that might very well be wrong again. I can look this up. Right now, real quick, while I'm saying this, but I think they held Virginia to the lowest points, the tied for the lowest points they've scored uh, this year. 52? 53. 53. They also scored 53 in a win over Wisconsin. Funny. Super low. Um, but but they held Virginia. That was what the first week of the season, though, right? That was it. Was it was a couple weeks in? It was late November. But um, early, yeah, but but you know, so Oregon, their their problem in that Virginia game was not the defense; it was the offense. But like like we were saying, the point I was, you know, making is just they they figured out defensively. They all bought in. I think they all were able to kind of learn and communicate the defense. And I mean that the lineups they were throwing out there uh, were very switchable. I mean, like, there were guys who could, you know, Kenny Wooten can switch on to guards. Paul White is very versatile defensively. And yeah. he's not going to get burned on the outside, and he's not really going to get tossed around in, in the middle. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, and when you had Lou King at the two, which they didn't do that often in the game. They started that halves that way, but they didn't. Yeah, Will and Ehab played. But but Will is a, is a pretty long and lanky Guy. Six, five, six, six. Yeah, like they just, I think, all bought in, like, to what, you know, Dana was preaching or they changed something defensively. So, just to end it, well, obviously, yeah. Ehab and Paul White are gone because they're seniors. But what players do you see just playing an impact on next season? Like, whether you, th- I mean, obviously, Bull Bull's gone, but yeah. um, do you think it's four returning starters or do you think it's less than that? Um, I think Pritchard's coming back. Luke, Luke King's hard. I mean, he has a lot of just, uh, a lot of, um, upside and I mean, he could leave. Which, Troy Brown can go in the first round. I think Luke King could go. Yeah. And, um, who else would leave? If DJ Wilson can get, that's who I always say. And then DJ Kenny Wilson. is Kenny going to leave? Do you guys really think that's like a real possibility? I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think that loss hurt and I think he, I, it's all speculation, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I could totally see four people coming back. I could see yeah. zero coming back. It's yeah. all whatever they want. But Dan Altman said best. I'm, I want them to do what's best for them, and I think that's what they should do. Yeah, so I mean, let, let's I mean, close it yeah, out there. Yeah, I mean, you can go and get it. Uh, well, they got. I mean, I mean, they got Duarte, and they, they possibly they have, have Cole a, Anthony. a fine recruiting class coming. You know, coming in, it wasn't quite as touted as the one that they got this year. Um, but you know, three, four stars and one three star Duarte is the three star yeah. guy. But they they got big guys. I mean, C.J. Walker's committed, power yeah. listed as a power forty six eight. So we could probably, you know, I don't know. Chandler Lawson is power forward, and then Isaac Johnson is a center. So, and yeah, they're in the final four for um 
Oh my God, what's his name? Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony. That was like you just said. It. I was like, wait, why am I Cole Anthony, number two prospect on ESPN, I think, but like fifth or sixth, some on two four seven. But regard at that point, you're splitting hairs. But I think if I mean if they get Cole Anthony, that would be huge. Yeah, but so either way, hit. there's not gonna be as much turnover with this Oregon men's team as there has been the last two years. Yeah. You will recognize a lot more faces than just Peyton Pritchard. There yeah, will I mean, be more like, guys like, and. Yeah, like well, yeah, like you'll see Gabe next year for this. Yeah, podcast. boy. Yeah, I mean, like we talked about their, you'll hear me. you know, just their expectations were Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, that maybe you know, kind of where they seemed at the start of the year with everybody, but now that they went on this run, and then they should be adding another good recruiting class. If guys stick around, then then there's going to be the same level of expectations on them this year as next year. Yeah, so that will pretty much do it. It was uh, fun this year. Well, was it, it was, was fun it? at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it, was was, it? it wasn't fun. It, it was when hard. Oregon it was, was blowing. It was tough. In the, it was in tough. In the in, in the middle was tough. Yeah, but we made it through. I, I, I'm a, I'm honestly happy they made it through just because I got to experience covering a March Madness. That was cool. Jack already got to see the Final Four. Um, yeah, let's let's pretty much close it out there. Shout out to Jersey Mike's. Yeah, shout out Jersey Mike's. We might be doing a Diamond Sports podcast every once in a while, <laughs> just like once or twice, if that would entice uh, you to uh, uh, give us free jersey mics. I don't know. Uh, maybe a football thing. I don't know. We'll do whatever you want. Yeah. We just want whatever you want, jersey mics. Uh, thank you. And uh, that will do it. Uh, I was your host, Maverick Palak. Uh, Jack Butler is with me. You probably won't hear our voices much longer. Gabriel Ornalis will be back next I'll be, year. I'll be You'll back next year. Don't worry. Lot. And then a producer, Ryan. I want to say hi, Ryan. This is a really long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, listen to your podcast anywhere you can get it. Um, Google, you not YouTube, Apple. that's something. Apple, yeah. SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, check out Daily Emerald <clears throat> for content. There's more than just sports. You can look at anything going around in Eugene. Sierra Webster, Sean Meadow, and Maggie Venoni are flying out to Tampa Bay for the women in the Final Four, and they'll have, they'll have that covered. Uh, front to back, we got, we're sending out a lot of coverage. You can also check out a, a GoFundMe. It'd be great to yeah. donate since support independent student journals. Yeah, we 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 only have a very very slim slim tiny tiny travel budget that we barely cobbled together and GoFunded me for pretty much all of this. But so, all your donations will help and and help in the future too, especially if we get over our goal. But women's basketball is continuing. Okay, see you in August.